real estate is all about location, location, location. Or is it? Here's how you determine exactly which market is best for your portfolio dollars, along with the other thing that might matter even more than location. I'm Brian Ellis. This is episode 125. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Hello, SDI Nation. Welcome to the podcast of record for savvy, self-directed investors like you. What's the very best market in America for real estate investing? What about the top five best markets? Well, I'll get to that in just a moment. But first, later today, I'll send out an update to my top picks list with some great new rental properties that can be purchased far below retail price. Seriously excellent deals, to be frank. So if you're looking for an actual great real estate deal in a very desirable market that you can acquire for very attractive pricing, then be sure to be on my Top Picks notification list. To get on that list, text the word Top Picks with no spaces to 33444. Again, text the word Top Picks with no spaces to 33444, and later today I'll send out that notice to you. Again, T-O-P-P-I-C-K-S to 33444. So which real estate markets are absolutely the best? More importantly, how does one accurately determine this information? Folks, the best approach, without a doubt, is a crystal ball. That's what I use, and it served me very well. (laughs) Just kidding, of course. I could practically hear all of my more woo-woo listeners out in California going gaga over the realization that I'm one of them. (laughs) But actually, I'm not. I'm more of a hard numbers, analyze a spreadsheet, black and white standards kind of guy. Not as exciting as the hocus pocus, but it works a lot better. So short of invoking the supernatural, how do we know where real estate is likely to boom or bust? Incidentally, what I'm about to tell you is relevant for stocks, too. There are two general approaches to analyzing markets, regardless of what that market is. One's called fundamental analysis, and the other's called technical analysis. And you should be conceptually familiar with both. So I'll give that to you right now. Here's the gist of fundamental analysis. There are some factors that tend to have an impact on asset pricing. The most fundamental of fundamental factors is supply and demand. For example, recently there's been a relative shortage of housing inventory in cities like Charlotte, San Antonio, and San Diego. And since people continue to want to move into those areas, prices are naturally moving higher. So the supply of housing inventory in a market is a very important consideration, and it's really pretty easy to know. The U.S. Census Bureau freely offers some of this data, and you can get it also from the National Association of Realtors. But what about the other side of the coin? Demand. Assuming a market isn't oversaturated with housing, how can you know whether there will be demand for property there? Here again, adherents of the discipline of fundamental analysis believe that logically connected factors drive demand, and therefore pricing, of real estate markets. Some of the most commonly relied upon fundamental factors are population growth, demographic changes, unemployment, interest rates, government policy, credit availability, crime rates, school quality, and it goes on and on. Each one of those factors, more or less, plays a role in the value of a real estate market. But the bottom line is this. How likely is it that for any given property in a market that there will be at least two buyers who are ready, willing, and able to purchase that property at the same time? Because having one and only one buyer for a property represents the basest level of demand. But when there are two or more buyers, well, that's the starting point of competition. And competition is the driver of appreciation. 
You'll recall from yesterday's episode of this show that the one factor that matters most in real estate valuation is the market where the property is located. The market is the tide that can lift or sink all boats, as it were. Now, remember one thing when evaluating fundamental factors. What you're looking for is the trend, not the specific numbers. For example, maybe a particular market had population growth of 250,000 people last year. Sounds good, right? But if it turns out that that number is the lowest in a series of declining growth numbers, it's actually a good reason to be concerned, even though it sounds like a positive indicator. I believe that fundamental analysis is important. I really do. I think that fundamental analysis makes it possible to determine where the next hot market will be before it happens, and even before that market hotness shows up in pricing data. For example, the research team here at Self-Directed Investor Network has identified one specific market that we are profoundly excited about because we've done our research. We know what's going to happen in this area in the coming years, and historically, those things translate into strong appreciation for real estate prices. So there's certainly a place for fundamental analysis. But the problem with fundamental analysis boils down to two questions. Which of those factors actually translates into appreciating prices? And how do those factors answer the question of when to buy or sell? My friends, you'll be shocked when you see exactly how little correlation there is between real estate pricing and some of the factors you think are really important. For example, you probably think that interest rates have a really big impact on housing prices, don't you? Well, history doesn't show that to be true, at least not consistently. So before you use market fundamentals to make a determination about the value of a market, please be sure that your assumptions about that factor are true. They may not be. But what about the other question, the question of when to buy and when to sell? That one, folks, is much tougher. Fundamentals give you a basis for determining what an asset should be worth, but what something should be worth and the price that it actually commands, well, those are two different issues entirely. Case in point, there are almost always publicly traded stocks that have more cold, hard cash on their books than the company is actually worth in full, with no offsetting debt, just a huge stockpile of cash that's being ignored by the market. Those situations represent likely failures of the market to represent true value, but that doesn't matter. The bottom line is nobody cares enough about those companies to drive up the price, even though there's clear value. Somebody will probably buy those companies and make a profit in the long term, but when? Could be years. Do you want your money languishing while the rest of the market catches up to your unique knowledge? Well, I certainly don't. That's why I'm not a big believer in the conventional buy and hold notion for real estate. Real estate values run in cycles, and while not perfectly predictable, those cycles invariably give advanced notice to a greater or lesser degree about what's coming next. And that's where the other market analysis technique comes into play, technical analysis. That's the stuff that wonky people like me really enjoy. We do things like look at charts and perform calculations, and based on that information, we make predictions about the market. Technical analysis is very well suited to giving specific buy and sell signals, so obviously it can be very valuable. Technical analysis is the closest thing to a crystal ball that actually exists. Now, I'm not going to bore you with the technicals of technical analysis. <laughs> Still, I'm going to give you some basic ideas about it in tomorrow's episode because it might surprise you that technical analysis is not about number crunching, but about psychology, mass psychology specifically, and how that psychology drives prices. That's all for today, my friends, except for this. Remember that later today, I'll be sending out a notice to my top picks list of some of the great opportunities to do very, very well from real estate. These are solid opportunities, absolutely fitting the simple, safe, and strong model. And the only way you can get that information is to be on my top picks list by texting the word top picks with no spaces to 33444. Again, text the word top picks, T-O-P-P-I-C-K-S with no spaces to 33444 and you'll be on that list at no charge. My friends, 
Invest wisely today and live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society. 